Welcome to Perspective. We're back on episode two. Woo! Episode two. Yeah. <laughs> two. Two. Yeah, we're prepared. We've got our Star Wars Baby Yoda gummies. I already threw away my trash. We just realized Forever. that they're basically <laughs> all the same flavor. Yeah. yeah. They don't taste any different. But when I was growing up in I'm probably middle school or high school, we had the Scooby Doo ones. Do you remember those? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Yeah. Except yeah. I was never allowed See, those were different. Those at Scooby-Doo right. was actually blue, and the blue ones were the best. Like, we would go up during lunch and buy, like, literally, I think they only, I think they would not let us buy any more than, like, four packs at a time. <laughs> really? Yeah, so, like. At your school? Yeah, I have a weird history with those things, but <laughs> the blue Scooby-Doo ones were the best, so. I any, never did that about you. Apparently, Reed's yeah. favorite color is blue. <laughs> Yeah. See, the the podcast is already achieving its goal, widening our perspectives. Today's topic, gummies. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so uh, we got a, good, a lot of good feedback from episode one. Um, a, lot of, a lot of cool comments about people that were encouraged and people that wanted to hear more, more about um, relationships and dating with purpose and, and all of that. So we decided to do a kind of a quick follow-up to that episode and kind of go a little bit more in depth on the marriage side, uh, what what covenant in marriage looks like and why that's different. Um, so our let's kind of start there. Like our our first our first question here is, uh, what advice would you ha- would you give to singles out there that are looking for their spouse? So kind of similar to the last episode, but. We've got a little bit more time to go more into this instead of, you know, getting to know us kind of like on the last episode. So, so Madison, what advice would you have to people out there that, um, again, they might be coming from any background or maybe they're intentionally, you know, praying about it and trying to look for that right person. They're going, man, there is no good (laughs) Christian guys here or man, where are all the godly women that are, you know. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give, you know, to those people out there or maybe students? That I guess like to- walking through my own personal experience, <laughs> I honestly was single for like my whole high school life on purpose. And then as soon as I turned 18, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to chase every guy I see down. <laughs> it was kind of stupid. It was really awful. And basically what I learned from all of that is that, um, basically like the biggest thing that helped me get to you was praying for him. And also giving it to god i know that sounds super spiritual and that's like super cliche but literally like as soon as i gave it to the lord you came a week later and so i think not saying that like single people what do you mean by giving it to god like because i'm sure there's someone out there going like okay but i really want to meet them now well what i mean by giving it to god is like basically like you I mean, I just prayed. I like told the Lord how I was feeling. I was super upset with where I was at in life. I was like, God, I'm done. And for me, what advice would I give to singles out there that are looking for their spouse? Um, I think there's a few different kinds of people uh, around this topic. I think there's people that are trying to make it happen, that are impatient. I think there's people that could care less that are totally fine being single, might not feel like they're called to married to be married, and that's totally cool. Um, or the ones out there that uh, are just kind of down about it. They're, they're, they're trying to find their person. They're not out there. Maybe they were in a relationship. It didn't work out. And they just kind of don't know what to do next. So with all that in mind, um, 
I guess I would encourage them with this. Um, when you're when you're single, just period. Um, it, it's a unique season with God that you'll never be able to go through again once you're married. So even though there can be dark, lonely places when you're single or maybe you're a young adult or you're living on your own or at college or whatever, um, I definitely think there, there can be a lot of, you know, down times or, hey, I'm tired of hanging out with these group of people that don't believe like me. Well, first of all, find new friends. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, I, I really feel for those people. Um, I guess just for context, I would say, um, don't devalue the season you're in just because you don't see fruit that you want to see. God might be really working on character. And I think for me, I had to get to that point where I really just had to let go of it. And it sounds really easy to say, um, but it was really annoying because I was living on my own for years and years and years. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, I'm, I'm ready to meet my person. And I think you still, if, if you can't be okay on your own during the hard times, at least from a guy's perspective, how am I going to be able to be strong in that area by the time that I am a husband and I've got to help support my wife? So I would say don't, don't devalue the season you're in just because you don't see what you want to see. But God might be developing something in you that you might actually really need and rely on, uh, you know, years into your marriage or something like that. So exactly. That's really good. <clears throat> like my, my sister and I were close growing up and we would always talk about all sorts of stuff. And um, I, I had noticed that I, I had always seemed like I was giving brotherly advice all the time. Uh, but looking back, I can still even see those moments where I'm like, wow, if I hadn't have. If I hadn't have like had a lot of those conversations with my sister, I might not have um, been as good about having similar conversations with my wife someday. So I would just encourage you know stick through it. Um, you know, good fruit comes from deep roots. Ooh. And no one ever wants to talk about how to grow your roots. Exactly. Other yeah. than go do this, go learn that, go, you know, you need to go listen to whatever. It's like, no, you know, sometimes you just need to spend time with God. It's, it's okay to, it's okay to pour your heart out in front of God. I heard someone say, uh, every, every tear that falls into your pillow is a seed sown that God sees. Mm. And that God, that's good, that's you good know. perspective. So, man, that's kind of deep. <laughs> that's really Whoa. deep. Whoa. <laughs> So to everybody else that's out there, um, I'll pull a quote that I said from the last episode. Um, don't don't separate what God has put together. And if you have manipulated or put together a relationship, I would highly recommend getting in prayer about that because it might not have been God's will. You know, there's a lot of th- lot of good ideas. This is really a life lesson, but. There's a lot of good ideas that businesses, people, churches, pastors, you name it. Lots of good ideas out there. But if God's not in it and the Holy Spirit's not in it, then as the word says, you're building the house in vain. Exactly. Like um, in an instance when I was going through a season of, it was basically just one summer of like singleness. <laughs> I mean, I was single like until I was 18. But um, basically what I learned through it is that none of 
uh, none of the relationships I was chasing after was God at all. And when I look back, when I pursued the guy, the guy wasn't interested. Like he pretended to be, but he never pursued me back. And that's the thing that I think we need to tell girls is that when the guy's truly interested in you, girl, he's going to chase you down and like take you on a date. Like Reed chased me down and that's what I love about him. And he was the first guy that really did. Well, the way I would phrase it is if you're going after the man and most of that passion and energy is coming from you. Is he really interested? (laughs) What kind of marriage is that going to look like if he's not chasing you now? What makes you think he's going to chase you later? That's a really good point. Or let's say, hey, you feel like you've reached a point in the relationship where you're like, hey, in my heart, I, whether it's too fast or, <laughs> or too slow, I've gotten to that point in my heart where I know I can't continue in this relationship without setting a purpose for the relationship or, or hey, we've been friends, but you know, I, I have feelings for you. And like, that's a whole nother kind of conversation. But my point in that is you want the man to do that because what kind of godly marriage are you going to have if, if you don't have a guy stepping up in a leadership role now? Don't you want that later? Because if you're the one that only sees the value in, you know, putting the schedule together, talking about spiritual things, it might all sound, or, oh, he just needs a nudge. Like, well, okay, when, when when real life hits you and maybe you're married someday or deep down in a relationship, you got to think about, you know, what kind of person do you really want? Do you really want someone to, for us, I think we both wanted that really kind of romantic experience. I didn't, when I proposed and dressed up as a prince and had a horse carriage for you, I, I didn't even know that you wanted it. I assumed you'd love it, but I always wanted to do that for someone because it was it was in my heart to do it. And then when it happened... I never even knew that you actually wanted that to happen. Like you wanted a fairy tale experience and only God could put that together because I wanted to give that experience, but she had no idea. Oh, isn't so. he the sweetest guys? Oh, I yeah. picked, I Rate, one. <laughs> comment, and subscribe. Oh my gosh. Shameless plug. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate it. But that's, that's, it's so soothing though to know like even parts of our vows, like we have a couple lines that are strangely similar even when we said them where i'm like oh that's so cool and and it's not that you're gonna have all these crazy little confirmations everywhere it's just like it's really helpful to know that like hey god's involved in the process um yeah and plus like your wedding day too will feel completely different like i've been to so many weddings where like of course they're christians but you don't feel the holy spirit there and that sounds really bad but that's actually really true like i've been to so many weddings where i've just sat by and i've been like man i know this is not a covenant relationship because they didn't wait before marriage and that's like something else we kind of want to touch on is like that's like kind of lost our generation it's like waiting for your spouse yeah so so maybe maybe touch on that medicine like why why wait? Why why forgo intimacy or setting boundaries early? Why or why why set ba- uh, boundaries early? Why try to be very watchful about intimacy and all that? Like, why is that important? Yeah, this is like one of the topics that I'm very passionate about, and that I sometimes get like really like passionately angry about because I when I hear a couple like passionately has been- angry. <laughs> 
that that'd be good be, on a shirt. That that would be. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Passionately angry. Passionately angry. <laughs> Basically, as I was saying before, Reed's creative control took over. Um, I think the main thing people miss and that people don't understand is literally like when you save your wedding night for your spouse. That is one of the biggest gifts you can ever give your special significant one. Like, in my opinion, I'm so glad we even saved, like, our first kisses for each other. And we did save, like, ourselves for each other, of course. And I think, like, what's crazy is, like, people don't realize the significance of that and how it's such a huge blessing on your wedding night to experience that. Because you, we really felt like the Lord was there. Like, so, but, that sounds but what like about like the people that are out there that go, hey, I've got a past, your story sounds nice, but... I've maybe have made that mistake. I've created soul ties. I've I've gotten too involved with people in the past and my heart's been pulled different directions like what you're saying sounds nice, but is there any hope? Is there any hope, you know? Yeah, definitely. Be, someone I think, might be feeling that way. I yeah, think. I think like the Lord can totally restore that in you. And even though if you've been with past partners, if you make a covenant with the Lord now that you're not going to like sleep with anyone else and you're not going to pursue a girl just or a guy just for sex i think that's great i think that'll really help because the lord will see that you're serious about it and also like i think like god forgives all like don't be shameful about your past but at the same time like it really honors the lord when you do that and it honors your future spouse when they see that in you mm-hmm. yeah so let's kind of move into like um, for those that are out there that are like, Hey, thanks for the advice. <laughs> um, we've been married almost three years. Um, what, what would you say marriage is like to those people that are like, Hey, I don't have any young couples around me that I can really look at or, or ask for advice. What is it like for y'all three, three years down the road? And I can start first on that one. Um, if you want me to. Yeah, I can start. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, my, my advice would be, I remember when we first got married, um, actually before we got married, we had so much unsolicited advice. People would just come up to us and be like, Oh, you're getting married. And then just dive into a 15 minute conversation oh, so with annoying. us. About your how, like, go yeah. do this, go do that. And I'm like, well, it was more of like, off. give me space. Like, it was like a ton yeah. of marriage advice. Like there was like 50, 50, where people were like, oh, marriage is the best. You're going to love it. Like, here's how much I've enjoyed it. And the other 50% was like, man, marriage is hard. I'm really like praying for you guys. <laughs> it's like-, like people that have like already given up or it's people that yeah. are so like. They were so, so down po- about it. <laughs> they're either so down about it or they're so positive that they're kind of out of touch. And I'm like, there'd be people that would be like, oh, man, you just wait. Like, things are going to get hard. I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me? Don't, don't maybe look at my who future. Who are you to like, speak that over anybody? Negative. Like, man. Yeah. And then there'd be people that would act like, oh, it's great. You guys can get there anything. And, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. It, well, in reality, like, the first year was pretty hard. Yeah. Like. It was. Because, I mean, you're getting to know another person. You literally wake up and go to sleep with the same person. And I think like any couple that says their relationship is perfect is lying <laughs> because honestly, like there is no perfect, there is no perfect relationship. I mean, we, like we, we're all humans. We know God know? put us together. Exactly. And we still get really mad at each other sometimes. Yeah. Like but pe- <laughs> people need to see that side of like, oh, you got, you look at you guys giving advice. You got good vibes up on the wall. You got the right <laughs> filter on. And like, look, real life hits everybody. Exactly. It, it really does. Like we've had our fair share of 
trying to figure things out. You, there's no way you can really truly know enough about somebody <laughs> until you marry them anyway. So you're never going to feel 100% exactly. for, the guy, like, for the guys out there. You're never going to feel 100%, you know, but when you propose, but that that's that's what helps knowing like knowing when God's involved. Cuz I had no doubt in my mind that like I know I need to propose to you. But I think sometimes guys want to go, "Oh, I know everything about her. I feel totally prepared. Uh, I have I'm out of college or I've got ten thousand dollars in the bank and my life has finally lined up and in reality that's that's not always the case and god's timing is better than your timing exactly that's good Mm -hmm. yeah so to be honest marriage takes a lot of work and it takes you being unselfish i mean i know i'm pretty selfish because right before this podcast i just laid in the bed for 20 minutes telling reed how i didn't want to do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I know that's the truth. We got to be real, right? We got to be real. I've really frustrated him. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I am stubborn. <laughs> and I can be Sorry. equally stubborn as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's just knowing, hey, when do we when do we choose? Sometimes you just need to go get ice cream. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to go have a date night. Yep. Uh, sometimes go just, have fun. Sometimes you just need to you go know? make out. You know, there was a lot of yeah. uh, funny wedding advice we got. <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> that would be a different episode. Fight naked. That's what we got. That was the one piece of advice we got on our Yeah, that one was, that was funny. It was fight naked. Okay, yep. so so when it comes to like giving it to God in this topic, I think there's this, man, it's like you're on the clouds, right? You see someone, you get the butterflies. Oh my gosh. They want to do the same ministry as me. Like I've seen a ring by spring. Like we've all seen it. How do you, and it's from my experience, man, it's hard when you have those feelings going around. It's really hard. How would, how would you tell people to, regardless of what emotions they're experiencing, how would you tell people to give it to God? That's a really good question. Um, I think the moment when I gave it to God was when he started working on my behalf because I gave it to him. And that's what I think a lot of young people don't get is that we usually, we're usually like, all right, God, I give this to you. And then 15 minutes later, we pull it back down. We start thinking about the very thing we just gave up. And that's where like, it's really hard, especially with relationships, because that's the rest of your life you're dreaming about. And, like, honestly, it was really hard for me to be like, man, you know, I'm just not going to pursue guys. I'm just going to pursue the Lord. God, I'm done. And then, like, that's when God really worked on my behalf. I don't think I really thought about it after that. But most of the time I did. I was like, is he really going to work on my behalf? Is God really going to do this for me? And he will, and he does. And he really yeah, brings people together. I think we both together. kind of felt like, like it's really easy to say, like, okay, God, I trust you. And But God had told me, he's like, no, I want you to praise me in the car as loud as you can act like you already have the victory in this area like as if i had already met you and i'm like i could feel the i could i feel the most opposite from that that's the last thing i want to do right now like my heart's hurting um at the time i was like emotionally like down because like you know it's it's hard living by yourself as a guy for years and years and years at least for me like i knew i was supposed to be married um so it's it's so easy to just say give it to god um but just like she's saying, you have to, because that's what faith is, right? 
Yep. And ironically, it was only, what, a couple months for me, maybe a couple months or five months before I ran into her. And then right after she was like, I'm done. <laughs> it was like a matter of weeks. Yeah. And then I randomly show up. So I would just encourage people again, like. I'm not saying it's like a, a week turnaround guarantee. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Like yeah. God works in his perfect timing. Did you listen to that podcast <laughs> that Reed and Madison are doing? Dude, they, she said it was, the guy was going to come in a week. <laughs> yeah, they pr- they prayed at the end. And they're like, oh, my gosh, your person's coming. And I met this guy today. Oh, my gosh. He's so, the one. Yeah. And then they break up a week later and they'll blame us. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. my gosh. No. No, that's between them and God. That um, is. I know. But, yeah, you know, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe maybe there's people out there that, you know, maybe they felt similar to us. Maybe we should pray for them real quick. So, yeah. uh, Lord, right now we just come to you. And, Lord, we just uh, put this topic at your at your feet. God, we pray for everyone out there that may be struggling in this issue or maybe with soul ties or past relationships or purity, sexual temptation. Lord, all that. Uh, we just right now, we just speak in Jesus name that everyone would feel encouraged, that they would have your wisdom and your voice in the, in this area. And Lord, that w- those those um, those relationships that need to end and need to be started uh, right now, we just pray for divine appointments and divine connections and uh, for some people out there, I'm sure divine intervention is needed. Yes. So, Lord, we just speak that over them that uh, you said marriage was a, was a good thing. And, Lord, we just we speak that out over all of our all of our listeners and anyone that might be watching. And, Lord, we just ask that your voice would be uh, turned up a notch and would be even louder in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That was so good. Yeah. So... So what comes next? More marriage? I think I'm kind of done for a little bit on that one. <laughs> so, um, I want to talk about politics. Oh I'm boy. huge into politics. Yeah, I love politics. She is. She's really passionate. So what's coming kind of down the road? We've got a list of topics that we're talking about and that we're ready. I'm in the process of, of lining guests up. Um, uh, right now we will have guest speakers we promise yes, it's absolutely. not just going to be us yeah <laughs> so gene bailey from flashpoint <gasps> victory channel no way <laughs> um looking at having um a, a medical doctor on to talk about quantum faith and the power of your words and we do have some pastoral connections we might bring on yeah yeah there's a couple people i have in names. mind that aren't confirmed yet uh but just know we're, we're gonna switch gears and head into different topics and uh, you know, marriage is kind of personal to us, but you'll definitely start to see more a little different side of us as we head down political topics, health topics, current events, technology, Bitcoin will be in there somewhere um, oh, as cool. well as like, you know, maybe 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 you're listening. And you're going, oh, politics, man, I'm so tired of that. Well, what if you had someone to help set the record straight of what does the right model of the prophetic and politics in regards to the church and what we're seeing happen? What if you had someone here to help clear that all up? That's what we're working on. So definitely stay stay, tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, We're going to have a couple episodes coming out quicker than uh, people might realize. So, all right, you get a second chance, Madison. We get to end this episode. So how do you want to do it this time? Last time I was like, perspective, or see ya, rate, comment, subscribe. I'm going to put you on the spot. How do we end this episode? Shift your perspective. Woo! Well, Mic there drop. You go. Tune in next week. 
<laughs> and in next week.